0: Hey everybody, welcome back to the Great Dive Podcast. You're here with your old pal, Ghost Ship Jamesy. Old Whitey. Old Whitey Brando.
1: (laughs) It doesn't sound very good, but people don't know who Old Whitey is.
0: Uh, There's a lot of people that are uh, going to have already Turn this podcast off. (laughs) Just for saying Old Whitey? uh, (laughs) Well, now that half of our listeners have unsubscribed, to the rest of you six that are still listening...
1: I didn't name the guy. That's just a name that, that came about before all this stupid shit, before the world went stupid. So it's it's been around for a long time.
0: And of course, people, we are talking about Isle Royal shipwrecks and the haunted luminous body of old Whitey who still remains upon the shipwreck of the Camloops. So, Brando, the people have been asking about our trip to Isle Royal, and I, th- I think it'd be a good idea to kind of give, give a little overview for the, for the people of the diving world. A little feel for what it's like to venture on out, to dive such a splendor as what we have in the beautiful Great Lakes as Isle Royal. Yeah, I I agree. I think it's one of those places not a lot of folks
1: even know the great shipwreck diving that we've got up there. I mean, they may have heard of Isle Royal. It's really kind of a remote national park that isn't visited a whole whole lot compared to the other national parks. What do they say? It's it's the least visited but the most revisited national park in the country, and it's gorgeous, but it's a
0: poke. It's out there a little bit, at least for us. <laughs> Well I mean I mean I talk I mean I'm talking to all kinds of people that when I tell them oh yeah we were over in Isle Royale they're like where but for those that don't know Isle Royale
1: is is up in Lake Superior on the northwest side of Lake Superior it's actually closer to to Canada than it is to the states um we went out of Grand Portage Minnesota to get there but I know they've got a ferry going out of Copper Harbor, Michigan, which is much farther away than Grand Portage. I think, what did Ryan say? Uh, Grand Portage was 28-mile boat ride out.
0: Yeah, we had had about 28 miles from Grand Portage over to Isle Royal.
1: So it's almost 60 miles out of Copper Harbor. So like I say, it's closer to the west end of... Lake Superior than it is to the UP in Michigan, which we have that the little rabbitier up there, Copper Harbor, Mass City, that area that uh, ferries go out of over to Isle Royal, and Isle Royal actually, as we were informed, um, it's not one single island; it's a group of about four hundred islands.
0: Yeah, which I I was a little surprised when we got there that it is just it's almost like a a really jagged, black-watered, cold archipelago. <laughs> black-watered, are You're, you're, you're like, painting not a great picture, but... Well, you know, listen.
1: You know, Lake Superior... Ah, uh, yeah. Never, know, gives, up a, dead, never gives up her dead, and there's a reason. She never gives
0: up her dead. Because she's a cold-ass bitch. It's like the old song goes. Our deck was coated tons with ice but not a sailor knew some would be frozen. Some be drowned of our big freighter's crew. The huge seas raked her fore and aft. The cold wind loud did roar. We struck stern on and swung broadside to our doom on superior. Mm.
1: Okay. Is that a song or is that a poem or what is that?
0: It's an old lake song, okay. but it's, it's, it's like a poem of an old lake song. It's an old lake song.
1: Nothing like an old lake song, dude. But to you know you what I mean? Uh,
0: when, you, when you're out on the water and you're looking down at the water, that water looks black. When you it's get out It's black cold.
1: Yeah. Well, it's deep. It's deep in a lot of spots. Right. right. Lake Superior is uh, is a deep lake. I mean, even right off the shore, whereas we're heading out, you're in what did he say? Seven hundred well, we plus feet of yeah. water almost immediately.
0: Over a thousand feet out there in places. Oh yeah. A thousand and, feet deep.
1: So I know the ocean guys are like, that's no big whoop, but for a for a lake, it's a pretty deep lake. But but it's cold. It's uh it has really no thermocline, at least with at this time of year when we were there it was a just a slow descent into the uh, ice box
0: they say that lake superior has two temperatures <laughs> cold and colder <laughs> frozen ice and thawed ice
1: yeah that's about right i've dived lake superior especially back when i was diving doing my deep diving quite a bit i i just don't remember it being as cold i, I remember very uh, noticeable thermoclines.
0: Right. I mean, y- you dove out of a lot of Southern Lake Superior. I've dove Southern Lake Superior. It's cold. No doubt about it. I mean, Lake Superior is cold. Yeah,
1: Whitefish Point, Paradise, that area. Um, Munising. Munising, we've dove together. But, yeah, getting, getting over to the west side of the lake and getting up closer to uh, Canada and Minnesota. Yeah, she was a little chilly.
0: Yeah, the lake. When you look at Lake Superior and Isle Royale, it's a it's a national park for us Yanks. It's uh belongs to the state of Michigan, so you think it would be close to Michigan when you're thinking about it. But when you look on that map, you know, you know Copper Harbor, which is like the very tippity tippity top of like mainland Michigan. Up, that's a lot UP, of Michigan. the upper of UP, the Michigan. upper peninsula of Michigan. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a long haul over to Isle Royale. It's a shorter distance to leave out of Grand Portage, Minnesota, which is why that boat leaves out of Grand Portage because it's just a a slow-ass, just chugging along, you know, seven-knot kind of chug-chug-chug-chug-chug-chug boat. Yeah, two and, and a half boat. hours
1: Two and a half hours to get that 28 miles. To
0: get to that island. Mm-hmm. Right, that would have been like a, a six-plus-hour trip to leave out of Michigan, which is why yeah. that boat goes out of Grand Portage. And then, you know, you, you hit the island... But then it's another five hours for us to get from you know now that we're there to get over to the other side of the island where we're going to go diving because it's a long it's a long skinny island that kind of runs on a north easterly angle, so to get from the southwest side where you first hit all the way up to the northeast side where our where our diving started for the week, that's a bit of a haul which I think makes for a really great
1: adventure. It was. uh, It was a nice adventure. It does. You know, getting out there, getting a little more remote, gets you away from your goddamn cell phone, or at least most of the time. Uh, Unfortunately, there is still uh, some reception in certain spots. But, yeah, if you're looking for a spot, you can go get away from it all and have an excuse for not answering your emails or getting on the uh, idiotic social media.
0: Yeah, I had. I sound zero. like an old old
1: whitey, don't I? I sound like old white you man. You do sound like old whitey. You... <laughs> now that might be that might be to me that's a little offensive, but
0: <laughs> well, we better tell the people about old whitey. Yeah, like before uh, before we before lose we get, all we get of our some kind of lawsuit
1: <laughs> these days. Um, so old whitey is a uh, is an actual sailor still left. On the Camloops, one of the shipwrecks up there in Isle Royale, and he looks just like a white glob in the kind of in the shape of a person, still stuck on the wreck. And so they called him Old Whitey a while back, and the name kind of stuck.
0: They went by the name of Grandpa.
1: Oh, Grandpa! There was Grandpa too. I forgot 19, about that.
0: Way back in the 1920s yeah. is when the uh, the old Camloops sank, and he was a crewman.
1: Yes. So there are still remnants of the crew uh, that went down. So it's a, it is a burial ground, if you will, a burial site. So dive accordingly.
0: So divers for years, Brando, had said that they would see a ghost when diving the Kamloops. <laughs>
1: it's the old Haunted
0: Lake Superior. Right, right. And in uh, the world of scuba divers, word spread of of. Ghostly apparitions on that ship. And then, uh, you know, eventually people started to realize that it was old grandpa who got the nickname of old Whitey because uh, his, you know, body was just cold and frozen and stiffened up and white as snow, just floating around that ship for decades.
1: Back when they were diving deep air.
0: Of course, it's a ghost.
1: Of course, it's a ghost. <laughs> well,
0: there you go, because he's below two hundred feet. So back in those those days when people started diving, this yeah they were on air, narked out of their <laughs> out of their minds, and just seeing you know this little corpse following them around from time to time as they tried to enter into the ship. You know, the rational scientists would probably look at it as being. Some some of the currents that move around <laughs> there, or you know, swimming around, you know, creating some disturbances in the water. But no, others insisted that it was something unnatural. There was an intelligent way that old Whitey moved about. Some people swore, some people swore that they'd been on that on that shipwreck of the Camloops multiple times, and old Whitey. They would see old Whitey in different places of the ship. He moves around.
1: Well, just goes to show you the effect of narcosis.
0: Well, everybody knows when they get certified that they have to be careful as they approach that hundred foot mark, especially right. uh, of narcosis. You know, and that's when you're in Grand Cayman. <laughs> you know, let alone you know, uh, it's not eighty degree. 100 foot of visibility right. plus uh, a lot of light, beautiful water, lots of light. Put yourself in 200 feet of water. 200 plus. <laughs> yeah, 200, 200 plus, plus. Feet. Yeah. Uh, Ice cold. And dark. And dark black water. I mean, it's a night dive Yeah. when you get down to the Kamloops. When you first hit it, let alone if you're going to try to go beyond the, the 180, 90 feet of just first touching the wreck. So yeah, the old narcosis will catch a hold of you. And Those little... Wait, what was that? Yeah. What was that? <laughs> that old Whitey chasing us, chasing us around. He's on a scooter, <laughs> chasing us around the prop. But today, That'd be bad everybody... if you
1: thought maybe your your dive buddy was old Whitey, and you're fighting him off.
0: That's why you're not allowed to dive with spear guns on, or white or white dry suits.
1: Or white dry suits,
0: <laughs> but yes, today uh, everybody knows that the old Whitey or old Grandpa, whatever you do call him, his uh, his corpse is still floating in the wreck of the Loops, uh, occupying in the engine room most most days. But you never know; you never know. Some days he's
1: out on the deck, getting a little sun.
0: But the old Cam Loops, I guess we should uh, tell people now that they know. I know who old Whitey is. You know, the loops is not very oftenly dove because it is pretty deep. I mean, it, it goes from, you know, two to 240 feet. So most charter boats aren't going out there and the cam loops and there are a couple of other dives that hit that 200 foot mark but that's not all there is to dive in isle royal i I guess is what we want to tell the people is there's a lot of wrecks in the recreational zone diving up there you don't have to be a technical diver to go up and enjoy the beauty of isle royal right absolutely
1: absolutely you can do the whole you know like we did a week five days out there right and uh we did more of a technical based charter where most of our dives were 150 or more or deeper right but you can have a whole week out there as well just diving wrecks that are well within the um, the recreational range and many of the wrecks they're they're on a slope you know so you can still see a good portion of the wreck in the recreational range even though it slopes down into you know deep technical range waters kind of thing into the 200-foot range. There's wrecks to be had for all levels of diving. Because
0: Isle Royal is a sheer, jagged rock in, in many places, like rising like straight up out of hundreds and hundreds of feet of Lake Superior water. Yeah, it's a rocky, geologic
1: jewel. I mean, that's the other thing. If you're into rocks, there's rocks up there. <laughs> there's there's everywhere you look beautiful
0: stratified rock. Um yeah, stratified. That's uh that, that's a great description of of what you're seeing when you're going around the island. And a lot of these ships in in a fog in a storm, especially back in like the the early 1900s, they ran aground, they they hit a shoal, they they crashed, you know, into the island. And it, it's literally they're like the bow is smashed and it's laying like right along the rocky edge. So a lot of them they start in extremely shallow water. You know, well they'll go from you know two you know you know just below the surface. Down to 80 feet or so.
1: I've never dived a wreck that was really on a slope like that. It's almost, uh, I don't want to say it's vertical, but it's pretty, it's a nice angle, a steep angle. And, And that was kind of a different experience. A little disorienting, popping down on a wreck and just descending along the wreck. As you go along the wreck, the cargo holds and then back towards the stern that's laying in 200 plus feet of water. It's a little disorienting, but really, really interesting to see.
0: Yeah, uh, and I, I think you and I are on the same page of what we're thinking about is specifically that wreck of the Chester A. Congdon. The Congdon, yes. Which is wrecked up on the the, you know, the far northeast end of the island up on the canoe rocks. But yeah, I mean, it's, you know, the when you go down to see the stern of the ship where the wheel is. And I mean, it's you're in 200 feet of water and, and like it is weird because I mean, all the wrecks I've dove all, all the years of my life, they're on the bottom they're flat the, on the bottom. They're pretty the most flat. Part, yeah. you know, so when you're swimming like along the, the top of the wreck along the deck of the wreck over the cargo holds, you're kind of swimming horizontally, but When you're dropping, you you tie into that into that wreck around eighty feet, it's it's not a vertical drop, but god damn it, it feels like it's a vertical drop. And especially like coming back up at the end, it's like you're going (laughs) straight. You're not going straight up the line, but it's like you're going it's like you're going a vertical ascent the whole entire way as you're going along that wreck. It's pretty, it's pretty overwhelming at times. Yeah. You know, that's why I mean I could have easily spent the five days diving any one of those wrecks because they're all they were all new and I tell you they're all completely different from any of really of the shipwrecks I've dove in the past for multiple reasons.
1: Yeah, well, the lack of zebra mussels allows you to Boom, really see one. the the texture of the wreck, whether it's a metal wreck or a, a woody, an old woody.
0: Which, which luckily for us, you know, so we got invited onto this onto this boat. My good old Mike. Shout out to Mike for uh, yes, fantastic, for giving us the invite because th- this boat, you know, the Isle Royal charters, the Discovery uh, Ryan's boat is booked like three years in advance. Like so, to, to get a chance to get on it is is a tough one. So the fact that uh, they had an opening for us, so we got to go. Huge shout out. And we he had planned on doing a lot of the deeper stuff, and we got there uh, day one. Got on the Emperor did a dive, and we're going to move the next day. But Brad and I, we were both like, dude, this, let's stay this here. Is like, yeah, Let's stay here a bit because this was, I mean, that was just so overwhelming. Just uh, like, I can't do one dive on this. I like barely even got to see anything.
1: Yeah. And we're, you know, to give the folks a, a more clear view, we're on open circuit diving helium, which A is pricey, and B is uh, the clock ticks really loud on open circuit. Um, you don't have that cushion that... So our other two buddies, which is uh, Don, are, that we've talked about quite a bit in the past, our good friend Donnie C at uh, Deco Services, our photographer buddy. Uh, he's on a breather, and then Mike's on a breather. They're both on the same uh, breathers, and um, they didn't have that same, that same time pressure, so they got to really get in there and explore the wrecks a lot whereas we we were on a mission we got some photos we popped down on the wreck but the clock ticks loud
0: uh for the open circuit guys
1: and that's why we wanted to do more yeah
0: yeah so the fact that they let us uh stay there at that second day and yeah get our eyeballs adjusted to you know seeing that quality of, of shipwreck, like where you can actually see a sink, the white porcelain of the sink and the, the faucet, and you know it's a sink versus like anything in the lower lakes is so covered in zebra mussels. It's kind of like a sink-like shaped glob on the on the side of the wall that everybody tells you is a sink. So you go, okay, yeah, that's the sink. But, you know, up there in that part of the Great Lakes without any of the zebra mussels you goddamn right it's a sink. You can clearly see it's a sink. You can still see the sign that says, don't drink water from this <laughs> sink. <laughs> the but plumbing's not working. You can see the working. grains of wood.
1: Yeah, that, it's comparable, but not to the same degree, of you know how the shipwrecks in the ocean, some of those old shipwrecks. I can remember diving subs off the East Coast, and they're like, yeah, that's the u Three, whatever. That's just a hump with a, a periscope. I can tell that might have been a periscope at one time. But it's it's uh, very, very overtaken by the undersea life. And that's kind of what we got to a certain degree with the wrecks down south in the southern Great Lakes where the zebra mussels, you've got to scrape them off to see the, the name on the side of the wreck or things like that. There, there's really no texture to the wreck. It's a giant zebra-muscle-encrusted, ship-shaped object underwater. Where this, yep, it's the ship. It's the actual freighter. And that's what we're seeing. Uh, we dived
0: were a lot of freighters, big-ass freighters. Big beasts, like 500 feet plus. And, and so I mean, this one here, like right, the emperor, you know, it's in 170 feet of water. But, again, it goes all the way up to 30 feet the whole goddamn ship is is right there you know the bows kind of smashed and busted up a bit but the, the cargo holds are big and open and you can swim around and play around in them in that transition zone and, and the bow itself for a, a a part of a shipwreck that's in 40 feet of water i mean that is a fun yeah dive yeah that's it, a big fun
1: dive there's uh there's no end to the exploration you can do on these shipwrecks it's uh Again, five days, not enough. A couple dives a day, not enough. And you and I are into this thing where we just go we'd like to just get out and just hit a shipwreck for a couple days in a row, you know, do multiple dives on it consecutively so we can really get a feel for the wreck. Uh, versus pop drop and then off to the next one.
0: Yeah, exactly. Especially when you're deep and you're on open circuit. I mean it it's like when we did the cam loops you get down there and it's all right it's a couple of minutes for your eyes just to adjust to okay we saw some drawings of it you know we talked about it a little bit but but yeah i mean it takes a minute to just you know uh, adjust to like where we're gonna go what, your very very first time visiting it so boom there's five minutes like like that
1: right five out of your 25 to 30 so a good chunk of your time is gone just getting orientated and then of course you can spend a bunch of time right there on that ship's wheel it's very uh picturesque
0: absolutely you know? and speaking of picturesque then you got to get your camera ready
1: oh uh, the camera
0: you don't just point the, the the camera and it takes beautiful shots right you've got to be able to get it to focus i mean it's pitch black dark i mean the water's clear but it's dark as night bring focus lights adjusting strobes getting your settings ready figuring out h- how to capture the shot next thing you know like you're running out of out of time you're running out of gas you got a decompression obligation that you got to take care of and it's time to go so having the ability which is what we kind of started off a, a week of diving of this of this caliber was Let's get in on a dive, and not even really take cameras. Mm. Just get a feel, and then on dive two, we'll we'll be able to like okay, let's go go here, go here, go here. These are the shots we want to get. But, right. But then at the same time, you like you don't want to be able to miss a cool shot.
1: You don't want to miss the cool shots. Camera. You hate to be down there, and
0: everything is what working. What if old Whitey was swimming from the engine room? <laughs> He was, what if he was all going <laughs> to get himself a couple lifesavers.
1: <laughs> oh, but um, but no, the the diving there, um, really unlike any of the other diving in the Great Lakes that that I've done. Even in the what, what you'd call the Southern Lake
0: Superior area, the, these wrecks were massive. Brando in one of my favorite shipwreck books ever: "Great Lakes Shipwrecks and Survivals" by the famous William Radigan. When talking about Lake Superior, he says, To say Lake Superior is the greatest of the Great Lakes is to say much, but it draws no picture of the vastness of this haughty queen of fresh water who has a copper crown, the iron hills for a footstool, and the coldest blue eyes in creation. To say that Lake Superior, even today, remains the most aloof and remote of the great upper lakes is merely to echo the century old outcry of statesman Henry Clay against the congressional proposal to dig a shipping passage between her and her sisters below. Dig up a canal there, he scoffed in effect. Why not propose to build one on the moon? <laughs> To say that Lake Superior could drown Massachusetts, Connecticut, Vermont, New Hampshire, Rhode Island, and all the New England states with room to spare. To say that a boat bound from Sault Ste. Marie to Duluth could travel a couple of days without sighting the mainland. These also belong to the overworked common stock of examples. To say that Lake Superior is 383 miles long, 160 miles wide, 602 feet above sea level, and 1,008 feet deep at her lowest sounding is to recite the bare details of her majestic size. But facts and figures are poor measures of true greatness, which goes beyond reason and must be judged by impressions. One of the old time comfor- one of the old time commercial fishermen once told about taking an Ottawa Indian helper up into Lake Superior on his Mackinaw boat. The Ottawa, a stalwart brave, was accustomed to set nets at a depth of a hundred feet or so on Lake Huron or Lake Michigan but the commercial fishermen chose a bank on Lake Superior where the nets were set a hundred fathoms. The Ottawa never blinked or said a word as they went down to a depth undreamed about in his experience. When the time came to haul them up, the process seemed to last forever. Hand over hand, Dripping hand in icy water. The Ottawa's fingers turned black and blue from the cold and the bruising strain of lifting from a depth of six hundred feet. His nails were torn and bleeding. Finally, he and the commercial fishermen brought their catch to the surface. Many of the fish were hauled up from such a depth that the difference in pressure caused them to swell and burst like overpuffed balloons. When they reached the surface, at last, the Ottawa spoke. The only words exchanged between the men all day, and they seemed to cover the subject. He stared at his wrecked hands and at the exploded fish in the nets, and then he looked out across Lake Superior. Pretty tall water here, he said. (laughs) (laughs) How tall. How? It was Radigan, Brandle that said, you know, depending on the season, Lake Superior has two temperatures. Yeah. Solid ice and melted ice. Handsome and imperious. Domineering and cruel as a great court beauty in the heyday of royalty's arrogance. She is the hardest to know and the most respected of all the lakes. There were five sisters, but only one was born queen Loyal sailors love her for the very reasons that others cannot abide her. There is the honest-to-goodness story of the Lake Superior captain who had been forced to sail the lower waters for a while. He came back from balmy airs and sunny climes to his native habitat. As the ship was docked up through the Sioux Canal, he beamed at the dark clouds as if he were greeting old friends. He buttoned his jacket up to the throat against a wind that carried alternating gusts of rain and snow. He took long gulps of Lake Superior air and blew out the froth. And blew out the frost on his breath as if he were relishing the smoke of a choice cigar. This is what I call living, he said. None of your monotonous blue skies around here. Bitch. You forgot <laughs> to say bitch at the end. Ah, uh, good old good old Radigan. I love reading old Radigan's tales. But for the people, Brando, those recreational divers, divers of all levels, there's some shallower wrecks. Like the America, one of the most famed shipwrecks up there.
1: Yeah, that one's uh, almost right at the surface, down down to about seventy five feet, so well within recreational range, and it's one of the uh, more well known wrecks up there. Yeah, I mean you can see it from the surface, and at that, um, you know, at Windigo, that that little uh, port on the island they've got a little museum the national park service does and uh they've got that wooden model in there of the america so you can get a good idea of what this wreck looks like
0: yeah we uh the very last night that we were in in uh, uh isle royal there we docked in windigo spent the night in windigo shout out to our friends on the um <laughs> yeah. on the uh ss Celine, was yes, it the, the Celine? Celine, very good. Yeah, James. the SS yeah. Celine, the, the three gal and the, the 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 nice young couple that we met uh, that were up there hiking. Uh, we all went swimming off the dock there in Windigo.
1: I did give, I did talk to that couple when I went out to um, explore, try to get a few more moose shots. Uh, I talked to that couple. It was Katrina, and um, we only remember Katrina. If you're a guy in the world, we don't. <laughs> You're cute, cute young lady.
0: We'll remember your name. His name was, his name was Guy <laughs> or
1: some dude, Bob or something. He was like a that. super guy, super yeah, nice guy. Really good, yeah, and both of yeah, them. Yeah, a, are... a lot
0: of fun. Uh, we all uh, took a nice polar polar plunge into those icy waters of Windigo. Yeah, I've got some nice but, shots. Uh, of yeah, that, for so. uh, for a couple people just hiking, the island you can get into the little shop, the little museum there in Windigo and see. Uh, an amazing model of the wreck of the America and then like a whole modeling of the the, the last wreck that we did, which was the wreck of the chisel Chisholm, yeah. that chisel that famed triple expansion chiselm engine which goes from you know 80 feet all the way down to 140 feet of depth just this big giant massive engine. Well, you've got the engine, which goes
1: down to like 155 feet, and uh, it's in—it's still in the 115 to that it's shallowest, and then pops down to 155 in the mud. But the hull is over near that area, and that's in 20 to 60 feet of water. So you could go visit the Chisholm Hull uh, if you want, not too far off from the engine. And actually, if you're decent at navigation, or you got a you got a nice decent day, I know you can. You can navigate from one to the other on the same dive, but yeah, there's one for recreational range and that but that that Chisholm engine is pretty cool in and of itself to dive. It's a monstrous engine that reaches up from the bottom and uh, stands pretty much stands alone almost there against the uh, the landscape, the underwater landscape and you can get some pretty cool shots.
0: Right, and you've got the 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 big prop there as well. Yep. And then up in, a, I think it was up at around eighty feet, the the rudder laid, and then you got a, a, bit, a little bit more like busted up wreckage along the rocks there. A lot of rocks.
1: There you go, you rock hounds. You could just dive. The rock hounds could just dive the the rocks, man. Rock hounds just like looking at rocks. Yes, they're called rock hounds.
0: You know, but <laughs> speaking of
1: speaking of rocks. Oh, that was a good segue. That's a pretty good segue, James.
0: We can... how are how are your rocks feeling today? Have you been trimming up have you been trimming up your rocks, Brando? They're more like snowballs after that week. <laughs> after that work, they we're a little bit more like no, snowballs.
1: I'm kidding. I'm kidding.
0: That's right, people. Today, once again, Great Dive Podcast is brought to you by our friends over at Manscaped. And every now and again, you don't want no hairy rocks. You want nice, (laughs) soft, supple, delicate rocks. And your rocks have some sensitive skin, and they deserve some good products that are skin-safe, safe safe ingredients, and that's where good old Manscaped's Platinum Package comes in. That's right, people. The Platinum Package from Manscaped. They got razors, shower care. It is the gold standard for your body hair. So make sure you take care of your rocks with the world's finest rock skipping products over at manscaped don't forget to use that code tgdp and get 20 percent off and free shipping
1: and if you're going to do a trip like the old isle royal and you're going to be spending a good amount of time underwater you're going to have to be cleaned up down there and that's where manscaped really shines
0: listen it's cold water people you're going to be in a dry suit don't try to go in a wet suit Number one, you look like a rookie going to all the way to Isle Royal and you're going to be in your seven millimeter wetsuit. Come on. That is dry suit. It's dry suit area. Environment. Yes. Wear your dry suit. And you need to stay well hydrated, which means you're going to have to go take a leak eventually. So you're going to have to hook up that condom catheter, guys, ladies. There's options for you, too. Get yourself a little sheepy. Either way, you got to groom. You got to be smooth. You got to be smooth, and there's nothing better than that lawnmower 4.0 trimmer. If
1: you're not smooth when you start, James, you'll be smooth when you're done the hard way.
0: That's You don't want to be smooth <laughs> the hard way by plucking, pulling and plucking. And in addition to shaving, now you can completely upgrade your shower routine with the whole Ultra Premium Body Wash, Ultra Premium 2-in-1 Shampoo and Conditioner. You're gonna have skin and hair feeling hydrated and smelling fresh. Get your 20% off of free shipping, everybody, with the code TGDP at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code TGDP. Use the platinum package because the gold standard is no longer good enough.
1: So should we tell tell the folks what uh what wrecks we dived?
0: Yeah. So during
1: our five-day venture in and on the waters of Lake Superior in Isle Royale, we got down to the uh, Emperor. We spent two days on the Emperor, right, and, and on the uh, stern section of the Emperor,
0: right, and then we went all the way up to the bow on the on the last dive. So we, we did the whole entire thing, which is a little, that's a big long swim going from the stern, but a nice easy deco all the way up and then you know played around in 30 40 feet of water up at the bow for for the whole end of the dive it was great
1: and that's and so the wreck is a 525 foot steel freighter laying there near the uh, eastern side of the island yeah definitely an awesome wreck we hit that one and then we hit the um congdon the chester congdon yep and we did the stern of the congdon
0: which there's a whole uh, there's a whole bow section yep. that officially is in recreational depths too. It's, it's I want to say like 120 feet max. Yeah, sixty-ish uh, to 120.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yep,
0: so the, you could do the bow, which is also a, a pretty amazing straight up and down, you know, bow section too. Which you
1: could do the stern uh, in recreational too. You just can't. You can't get to the stern. You can do, you can do the stern section, which has the cargo holds.
0: Right, because you're you're tied into it in about 80 feet of water. Right,
1: and it goes up to, like, 20. That's what they call the stern section, which is the majority of the rack, right? The bow section is just the bow section where it broke off, and uh, the stern section is uh, in about 20, and then it slopes down at a... I like to believe it's a pretty steep slope. You know, that's the one that really was a little disorienting going down.
0: Um, The... Dropping to the stern of the Congdon, it's not ninety degrees. No, no, but, but it feels like it. It feels like it, ninety degrees. It's probably sixty.
1: Yeah, I would guess it's just kind of a, it's weird being underwater where you it's not a wall, it's a shipwreck, and it's and it's vertical in front of you, to, or at least a certain degree vertical. But it's really, really interesting and uh, amazing to have that experience. That one goes down to
0: two twenty ish, and then we went over to the Cam Loops it's a it's like half
1: the size of the uh congdon all of the cam loops is in technical ranges you know 180 which is to why it's, it's
0: rarely rarely dives. yeah it
1: doesn't get as much diving on it uh, and it's a poke out to isle royal so you know you're not in a place where if something goes wrong you're easily evac'd to a chamber or
0: whatnot you're out there a little bit now the interesting thing too about the the Kamloops is it's a different type of a wreck in so much as it's not a broken up smashed against the rocks right shipwreck so like the other wrecks that, that crashed into the rocks or hit the shoal and, and wrecked up onto the rocks and say the Kamloops was they were trying to hide from the weather and they were just they were overloaded with cargo and were getting wet and Heavier and heavier and the and icing up, and the, the ship just eventually flipped and sank and is just laying sideways, just how it went down. Steel sinks, if it's not especially,
1: sitting correctly in the water, yes.
0: Especially when it's not holding <laughs> that big bubble of air. Right,
1: exactly. So we did that cam loops, and the, again, that's that's just like all of them, though. You could just spend a week on the cam loops exploring you know the different areas of that wreck and of course it's it's deep so you don't have a lot
0: of time on it now one of the other famous great lakes shipwreck authors out there is a guy by the name of Frederick Stonehouse Stony Stony and he's got a book called Isle Royal Shipwrecks and in it he says if you are fortunate enough to read this book while on Isle Royal don't miss the opportunity to actually visit the areas at which the wrecks occurred. Lookout Louise is an especially good vantage point. From its heights, you can look down upon the jagged reefs known as Canoe Rocks. With a pinch of imagination, you can visualize the mighty steamer Emperor roaring down on them during the early morning darkness, impaling herself and dying in dreadful agony. The observer can also visualize the Dunellum stranding herself during the 1910 blizzard or the proud monarch cruising blindly past in 1906, only to meet her end at the base of the rock palisades south of Blake Point. Little imagination is required to visualize the wreck of the Chester A. Congdon broken and sinking on the shoal just south of canoe rocks. Walk the beach opposite the Algama wreck, and imagine the horror of that terrible November night. Cruise over the sunken America and peer into the crystal depths. Try to catch a glimpse of the lonely rock of age's light and picture the George M. Cox high out of the water. In short, take the opportunity to experience through your imagination the true meaning of the word shipwreck. Put yourself in the place of the sailors who manned the lost ships. Try to see what they saw. Feel what they felt. If you can, you will have gained some understanding of what shipwreck on Isle Royal and Lake Superior was all about. You know, my understanding of the emperor hitting those rocks was that they were down a man In navigating. They were supposed to have a third watch, but they only had two. Which was kind of cutbacks. Uh, it what was, was it? a cutback, and they were kind of uh, <laughs> they, they were, were kind of piloting that, piloting like, that yeah. ship illegally. Nothing bad. They were supposed can to have, have a third happen. watch. Yeah. What's the worst that can? Happen? We're only traveling uh, northern Lake Superior in the absolute <laughs> worst time of year to travel Lake Superior,
1: and we're navigating through these little these little uh, islandy rocks jutting up from the depths,
0: and they had. Uh, the, the night watchman also worked all day long. They got they had him thrown on watch, and they they tried yeah. to they tried to cut the corner around canoe rocks. So you know that they had lost navigation for a little while, mm. and they tried to guesstimate it. So they they threw her on course. Uh, we're heading at the, at this this new course for for a bit. Take a watch, old Harry. <laughs> well,
1: you know, you know, <laughs> and he got a little tired
0: <laughs> at night. In, in the black of night and uh, reportedly fell asleep is when they, they hit that shoal at Canoe Rocks.
1: Yeah, uh, you know how you just did your Human Factors course there with our, our friend Gareth Locke at Human right. Factors? And it's easy to look back at, with hindsight and go, well, you cut corners, you you didn't have any sleep, you didn't have a watch, you're trying to take shortcuts, and you uh, you end up sunk in, in a massive shipwreck.
0: You done sunk the boat! <laughs>
1: At some point, you have to just look and go, "What did they?" Well, let's look at what they did right, and you're trying to figure out what did they do right. It was just a whole lot of mistakes. I'm surprised they didn't sink way sooner than that, or they didn't shipwreck sooner than that. You know, when you cut corners, when you decrease manpower, trying to do very, very serious jobs with serious lack of manpower and serious lack of thought, forethought.
0: Yeah, but I mean, that's, I mean, that's the. uh the beauty and the tragedy, right? I yeah. Mean, it's, it's a it's a terrible event. All of the shipwrecks, for the most part, out in the Great Lakes. I mean, when you look at them, the majority of them, you know, unlike a lot of the shipwrecks that you go to out in, you know, the, the Caribbean, which were purpose. put there on purpose, you know, to create artificial reefs, you know, the, the majority of the shipwrecks in the Great Lakes are there from some tragedy, from the Witch of November, if you
1: will. She'll, she'll come stealing. She'll come stealing. And she ain't giving up her dead. Superior, Gitchigumi don't give up her dead, as we learned with old Whitey. Absolutely.
0: So, yeah, everybody, uh, we had a great time up in uh, Lake Superior. We wanted to give you just, you know, not just go through our whole entire logbook, but just kind of give everybody a, a good feel of, of, of the sights to see up there in Isle Royal. We hope... All of you get a chance to get up there and and visit Isle Royal. You're going to fall in love with uh, with with the island. It's absolutely magical sight because it is, for the most part, you're looking at very undisturbed, pristine, yeah. pristine, undisturbed country. Yeah, but uh,
1: yeah, and let's let's not hope all of our listeners go. I mean, that's a lot of people. That's a lot of goddamn people ruin. You know, and what people do. You know, they turn great things into not so great things sometimes. Not our listeners, I hope.
0: No, no. But we um, don't want all. We don't all. We don't want all of you to go. Uh, old hey, old you know, Jimmy, you know what, listener?
1: Old Jimmy, you stay home. Um, <laughs>
0: yeah, but uh... yeah, Jimmy. Jimmy <laughs> but you know who I do want to go, Brando. Huh. We got to give a. We have to give a shout out to our good friend Luis over in Luis, the UK. Yes, absolutely. Because uh, she's always given us some great comments, and we should. Tell the people that she was the first one to introduce me to the wreck of the squalus and, and that whole cool story. So, shout out to Louise, uh, uh, a big fan of uh, Great Diet Podcast.
1: She's contributed to more than a, in a oh, few yeah, yeah. of our topics, and uh, she always has something intelligent and uh, worthwhile to add to our website or our messaging. So, thanks, Louise.
0: Yeah, thanks. You, you're definitely Top allowed notch. to come if we go back to,
1: mm-hmm. to Isle Royal. The other thing, I mean, so we talk a little bit about the diving. The shipwrecks are fantastic. You've got different ranges. You've got you can spend a whole week easily in recreational. You can spend more than a week, and you can spend a whole, more than a whole week easily doing the technical. You can mix and match. But topside, the sights are incredible. And one of the things we saw, which was amazing, we were just standing there at the port, is a a, a dang moose swimming across the little harbor that we were in, and uh, it was just amazing. This moose head with giant moose ants sticking out of the water swimming swimming
0: swimming across the bay
1: yeah people noticed it oh my god a moose and the moose are are not like rare to see there you're going to see a moose if you want to i mean there's thousands of moose on the island and we were fortunate enough to to catch this one swimming across the bay which was a sight in and of itself i still haven't finished all my pictures so i've got a couple nice shots of that Uh, i'm gonna get them out there and um People can see some of the topside stuff. Our crazy uh, Jamesy with his uh, bright orange Speedo and uh, leading the gang, jumping, leaping red, into the, uh, the non icy budget. the liquid Lake Superior, <laughs> the liquid ice Lake Superior. With our friends from the Saline, our three divorced young ladies. Or not I don't know if they're all divorced. Were they? They were celebrating it. Recently, Somebody was we, divorced. They were
0: celebrating a, a one of them's recent divorce.
1: Right. Is that, is that nice to do, celebrate? Finally, I'm away from that son of a bitch. That, that's hurtful I, on I, one I don't end. think there's a better way for <laughs> to celebrate a divorce than three, uh, three into... lovely
0: women <laughs> yes. in a 27-foot sailboat out on uh, on a 20 a 22 i mean it was no joke you know they're coming from uh from um somewhere near duluth i think it was a 22 hour sail yeah so amazing yeah shout out to them that's a that's a kick-ass ballsy-ass trip so we had them and
1: katrina and her her fine young man friend that for some reason we cannot remember his name <laughs> we talked to several other sailors there out on the docks and. uh just a beautiful beautiful scenery to take in i've got some great night shots the sky at night is insane it's uh it's like you're actually out there in space floating in the milky way it's uh a great place for for photographers so all you photographers great place to uh brush up on your photography top side as well as underwater
0: Yeah, and uh, shout-out to you and uh, Donnie for uh, tutoring me all week because uh, I I got to learn a lot about clicking that shutter. So big shout-out to everybody. All right, Brando, should we uh, sign some logbooks?
1: Yeah, let's go ahead and and sign these
0: logbooks. Let's close out Isle Royal. Oh, from the icy darknesses, my good (laughs) (laughs) matey. I signeth thine book.
1: Uh, stay colorful, old Jamesy, signed Old Whitey. <laughs> All right, everybody, we'll talk to you next week. Damn Skippy, we'll talk to you next week. <laughs> Damn Skippy is getting a little old on me, too. Are you going to change again? I'm going to have to. You, I, you know, searching for the right sign off isn't as. As simple as just finding one. I mean, if you look at like uh
0: sign-offs are like a box of chocolates. They are. From- <laughs>
1: <Sign-offs everywhere. laughs> you never know what you're going to get here at the Great Dive Podcast. But I, I look at like uh Ed McMahon, and he didn't really have a sign-off. He hit a sign-on with Here's Johnny. But that became famous. You gotta have those famous catchphrases.
0: Here's Here's Jamesy (laughs) Randall.
1: No, no, I'm the assistant host. You're the main attraction, buddy. So I would be going. Here's Jamesy.